Welcome everybody to the Spartans, Wolverines, and Beards podcast. I am your co-host Jordan. And I'm Lane, and this is the home of the Opinionated Sports Podcast. season uh, this is the Spartans Wolverines and Beards podcast uh, before we get rolling into this make sure you like share follow us on Twitter Facebook Instagram Spartans Wolverines Beards podcast uh, whatever device you're listening to us on uh, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast. I saw we're on Overcast okay. now too. So, whatever whatever streaming service you're listening to us on, please subscribe to the podcast. Give us some ratings, reviews, whatever. All that stuff helps us grow. So, uh, just a quick overview. We're gonna we're gonna try to shorten these episodes up a little bit. We we've seen a little bit of drop in our numbers. So we thought maybe, well, you know, you get over an hour, hour and a half, and it's hard for somebody to sit down and listen to the whole thing, so maybe they just kind of breeze over it. So we're going to try to keep these to right close to 45 minutes or less. That's our goal. You know how it goes. Oh, yeah. It may go over, but ultimately our goal is to stay right around that 45-minute mark because we feel like that might be a little bit easier for, for everybody to listen to. So... Uh, this week, really, we didn't have a ton of news we wanted to talk about. The one thing we will kind of touch on is the the pay-for-play bill in California did get signed. I believe it was yesterday. It was either yesterday or Monday. The governor actually signed the bill, so now it is official that in three years they will... The state of California players will be able to profit off of their likeness. So, obviously, it's all the uproar and it's everything that everybody's talking about right now in college sports because it's it's groundbreaking. I mean, yeah. it's going to change a lot of things and it's some of it for the good, some for the for the bad. But you know, it is what it is. We'll see. There's a lot of other states now that are jumping on suit with it. I mean, is there like six of them? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, I know Florida, New York. I thought I heard South Carolina. I feel like maybe Kentucky or Tennessee. I heard there was there was five or six other states that have reached out. Which, and if, I mean, you think about the the schools that are within those states. I oh, mean, yeah. for basketball, football, other sports. I mean, that's it's gonna grow. Oh yeah, the NCAA is gonna fight it, but it's gonna come to a point where you're either gonna have to say yay or nay. Yeah. So either you die on you die on the sword that you're gonna fight this amateurism. Thing that you're that you're playing towards, or you just play serve, and you work with everybody, and you make a deal that works for everybody. Right. 
Because right now, they're they're just they want to be in control. Yeah, and they're and losing control of it with this. So it'll be interesting. I mean, I know we kind of both expressed our opinions about it on different podcasts. So I don't think we need to get too much into that. But any other thoughts about it? No, I think just one thing that's getting again lost in the social media burst is that people are thinking that now the colleges are going to have to start paying these kids. Yeah, it's, it's not that at all. It's, it's these kids can now. They can get agents to profit off your own life. Exactly, like Zion last year, he could have gotten a shoe deal. I mean, that would have been huge for him. Sure. So, I mean, I I think it's a great thing. I think it's about time these kids start making a little bit of money. We'll we'll see where it goes. I mean, like I said, this this doesn't go into effect for three years. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's tons of things that could happen before then. So, I mean. Time will tell. I have a I have a sneaky feeling the NCAA is too proud. They're not going to just let this bill fly oh, no. through. They're going to they'll put their stamp on it somehow, somewhere. Oh, yeah. So. everybody it is time for the good the bad and the ugly for michigan state's 40 to 31 victory over indiana and michigan's 52 to nothing victory over rutgers we actually got their coach fired because of that game so (laughs) hats off to you um so just jumping into Spartans' 40-31 to 31 victory. Like I said, we're going to try and keep it a little bit shorter, so I'm just going to try and do one good, one bad, one ugly for this past vic- uh, weekend's victory for Sparty. Uh, the first good thing I had was I've been kind of tough on him, and that's been uh, Brian Lewerke. Um He's 18 for 36, 300 yards, three TDs, no interceptions. Uh, also had 12 carries for 78 yards. Dare I say he's starting to go back into 2017 form? Mm-hmm. I mean, it it looks that way to me. I don't. I personally don't like that you're still 50% completions. I mean, some of that is a little worky, some of that's drops. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of the game, just mainly because the dish dropped Big Ten Network. So that was <laughs> a very welcome surprise come Saturday. Hey, but we innovated. Got my we phone did. hooked up and we streamed it, so we, we got did. it going. And almost witnessed, witnessed me having a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, getting into the next thing uh, for Spartan Nation, uh, the ba- first bad thing, man, was just the secondary play. I mean, they yeah. screens and just quick slants ate them up. Well, then they sucked in and got burned over the top a lot, too. Yep. I mean, it was just, it's a troubling sign when you've got a freshman going 33 for 42, 286 yards, three TDs. And he's completed 23 passes. And you look at what's coming next week. Yeah, and we've got we're on the eve of Saturday night, and one of the best offenses in the country. Exactly, and it, if they don't get buttoned up, it could get nasty quick. Absolutely, because Fields is. I don't think Fields has thrown a pick yet this year. Yeah, I don't think he has either. He's been look. pretty close. Yeah, I'm pretty to perfect. sure he's been. He's, he's been good. He's been spot on. Um, and then lastly, the ugly. Um, I know the score is only 40 to 31, but, I mean, he scored nine points the last five seconds of the game between a field goal and then a fumble, and you ran it in, but it took you to the very end to beat Indiana at home on homecoming. 
I mean, that's got to get buttoned up. I mean, I, I feel like that is a worrying sign considering we go to Ohio State this weekend, Wisconsin the following, and then we get Penn State at home. I mean, that's a you probably one of the toughest stretches in you the nation right now. Right here. Yeah, I. It's great that we're four and one, but whew, it could get ugly real quick. Give me four and four really fast. Oh yeah, absolutely. Me, per, I personally would like to think that they squeeze one out. I'm not as impressed with this Wisconsin. You have to think they're underdogs in all these games, though, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, all three of them, they're going to go and be an underdogs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, even Penn State at home, I probably I bet Penn State's probably favored by ten I mean, points. They're getting loved on right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's riding the Nittany Lion train right now. For sure. Um, so really, in part, that's really all I've got to say about Sparty. I mean, I don't want to nitpick too much of wins, a wins, a win, but. Man, it's got to get buttoned up going to Ohio State this weekend. Yeah, well, so with Ohio State, what do you think? What What do you want to see? What's What's got to change? Well, I'm not... Or I guess, let me rephrase it. What's got to happen for that upset to happen? They've got to quit stupid drive-killing penalties. Um, that's number one. You can't, you can't make a big play and have it come back right. because of either roughing the passer or personal foul, holding... Offensive pass interference. Which, it's it's funny you say that, too, because we were sitting there watching the game Saturday and Lewerke's run. Mm-hmm. There was a blatant block in the back. I think it was Cody White. And yeah. both of us looked there and said, oh, shit. Yeah, There's a block back. in the back. That's coming back. And they didn't call it, but we both saw it yeah. Thursday. So it speaks to your point, what you were just saying. I mean, they could have lost that game. Yeah. If that that comes back, that pushes you out of field goal range. Yep. You're in Coughlin's been struggling as it was, so yeah, I'm with you there. You got to clean that up for sure. I mean, they've, they've got to clean that up. They've got to. What I personally want to see is, I want to see like it was a few years ago when uh, we went into Ohio State and you know pull off what was it like seven to three or something stupid like that. I mean, I would love to see that kind of game. I mean, ABC would hate to see that kind of game, <laughs> but I think if Michigan State can just control the tempo and I. Def- Run defense, I'm not worried about. I I think they can shut down Dobbins. Fields, Fields has a face defense like they've we've got, so I think that's going to be a little bit of a shock for him. That's what I'm most interested in. I want to see how he responds to seeing a really good defense. Yeah, because he hasn't seen anything close to no. what Michigan State's defense is going to bring. So, so I'm hoping. I mean, we kind of go in and surprise some people. You mean? You got to. They need to junk the game up for sure. Oh yeah. You don't want to let those horses get out and run, or you're screwed. Oh yeah, it's game over. It'll be like it'll be like Michigan last year. They'll hang sixty quick. Mm-hmm. So. But no, I'm with you there. I agree. So, uh, so what you got for uh, Michigan's big victory? <laughs> yeah, I, I like everybody's saying it is Rutgers. So you have to start everything with the preface of that. But I said last week when we were talking about it, and I had my little rant that. I needed you just needed to play a good game and you needed to check boxes and they did they checked a lot of boxes they looked really good I can't remember I thought I said 52 to nothing was what I wanted but I was told I, I said 56 to nothing so by one of our listeners like... so I, I don't know I didn't go back and listen to find out for sure but either way 50 to nothing however you slice it you hung up half a hundred it's good yeah so for 
for my bad, I'm going to start, I, I like to start negatively. It's just how I like to think. My bad, the thing that worries me the most about this team is the lack of depth on the defensive line is yeah. just concerning. And I don't know that so much the fact that there's no depth there, it's there's no faith in that depth that's there. So you have Carlo Kemp and you have Michael Dwumfor, who came back and played this year, or this week, but... After that, Donovan Jeter hasn't been anything that they've hired. Ben Mason's still way too small to play the position. But then you have two true freshmen, a high four-star and a five-star, who got all this rave and all this hype, but they're not playing. And Chris Hinton got in at the end of the game, and he looked really good. Now, granted, it's Rutgers, and it was probably some second stringers, but Mozzie Smith still isn't playing. And at some point, I get to the thought process of, you just might as well put him in there. Yeah. Like, you're not going to – are they really going to hurt you? You can't play two defensive linemen in the middle all game in the Big Ten. You need some rotation. Like, I understand they love Ben Mason. They want him to play, but he's not ready to play in the Big Ten and against those kind of teams. So, I mean, put them out there. If nothing else, they're big and athletic. Let them beat the hell out of somebody. So that, that's my bad. I really hoped with Rutgers, and I understand. I heard that maybe the Dwumfort thing was it's his first game, so they really wanted him to play a lot of snaps to try to get his wind up and get ready for the bigger games. And I and I understand that. But get Carlo Kemp out of the game a little bit then. Yeah. Because he's played and he's been banged up all year because of it. So that's my bad. I need, I'd need. love to see a little bit more depth played there so you can feel comfortable with it. Um. My ugly is was Jordan Glasgow in general. He got broke off about three or four times in that game. And it's funny because just a couple weeks ago, he was my good. Yeah. I mean, the problem I'm starting to see with him is early on, lesser talented teams, yeah, he looks good because he's just he's a hard enough worker and he's a try-hard guy and he's a Glasgow. But now you start to get to Big Ten athletes. Yeah. I mean, Pacheco made him look stupid on a play. I mean, I thought he tore his ACL when he stopped on a diamond one play. It was it was ugly. And I'm all for Jordan Glasgow being on this team and playing and playing in roles, but it's time to get your better athletes on the field. Cam McGrone earned a spot on that defense. Josh Uche should be on the field every single play. Jordan Glasgow can come in and spell guys, and he can come in in situations, but he should not be a starting linebacker at the University of Michigan. I mean, that guy had no offers from even Mac schools. I'm not trying to just degrade him, because he has been important, but Ohio State eats him alive. Urban Meyer even said it when he was breaking stuff down, is we try to find the fish. You find your fish and you attack the fish on the defense. That's why Brandon Watson got murdered last year against Ohio State. They're going to do that to Jordan Glasgow if he's on the field. You better believe somebody's going to line up on him in the slot every time and they're going to try to make him cover, and he's going to get murdered. So get Cam McGrone in there. Get Josh Uche in there. When, when Ross is healthy, get him back in there. Jordan Anthony needs to be in there. These guys are way more athletic, and they're, way, they're, they're, they're more fit for that position. So it, it needs to happen. Yeah. It's time, I mean, I understand he's a senior, and he's just all this motivational rah, 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 but it's time to, <clears throat> to shit or get off the pot with some of these guys. I mean, Cam McGrone looks really good. I'm excited as hell to see him play this week against Iowa. So my good was we finally started to see some of these weapons on the offense in space. Yes, isn't it 
guys' motto or whatever, speed and space. Speed and space. It finally started to show up a little bit, and it's still not where it should be or could be, in my opinion. But you started to see it a little bit. I mean, hell, the second or third play of the game was a five-yard out that Nico Collins turned into a 50-yard touchdown. Yeah. I mean, just get the athletes in space. I mean, there's so many of them, and I still think there's guys that aren't playing that could be. Giles Jackson is looking like he should be on the field. And Joe Milton does have a cannon, but Jesus, wow. He threw that rope to Jackson in the back corner of the end zone. It's just like, man, that is it, he's got impressive arm strength. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how he develops. But it was good to see the weapons on offense. But having said that, it is Rutgers. Right. So to me, kind of where we went with you at Michigan State, what I need to see with Iowa is Iowa's everybody's kind of said they're the poor man's Wisconsin this year. I mean, yeah. they like to control the ball. They they run it. They stay balanced. Their defense is solid. They haven't played a whole lot of tough teams. They played Middle Tennessee like Michigan did, and they played Rutgers like Michigan did. Yeah. So, I mean, you have some like opponents there, but I would really like to see this offense just continue to step on the gas pedal. I think they're better when they go faster. And I think the fact that Josh Gaddis is on the sideline helps with that. Yeah. And something I thought about, and I haven't actually even talked with anybody else about this yet, but a thought I had, and I'd love to talk to somebody that was actually like an offensive coordinator that has done this, but being that he's a first-time play caller, being up in the booth, and you can see the, the whole 22 and you've got the whole vision, I almost wonder if him being up there, he didn't overthink stuff. I could see it. Like, he sees a coverage rolling. He's like, no, 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 check out of it, check out of it, when instead just let it play. Mm-hmm. And now on the sideline, he's calling on instinct. Yeah. Trusting his instincts. Could be way off base. I don't know. I, I mean, mean, that's that's a, something to think, definitely but, think about. Yeah, I mean, the guy's never called plays before. Right. So he doesn't know. He doesn't know that feeling when you get in the game. Yeah, you've been a part of the game. You've been around it, but you don't know. So that was, that was a thought I had. But I like him being on the field. Normally, I'm a, I'm a more offensive coordinator up. So you can see it all, but the more I thought about it, with this fast-paced up-tempo that you want to do, it's almost better for me to be right there so I can instruct it all, and I just have my sign guys. I have a guy up in the booth that's going to tell me things. They're right in my ear so I can hear it, and now I can relay it. I don't have to say, hey, Lane, you relay this to him, and you relay this to him. I can just do it all. I'm there. So, And some of the players reiterated that. They said they thought that helped. So... Hopefully we see these weapons that started to showcase a little bit. Hopefully that grows. And if it does, this it gets to where this Michigan team can be what we thought they could be. Yeah. I do think the defense has still got to grow. Um, like I said about Cam McGrone, he's fast. I mean, it's good to see that Daxon Hill been playing more. He showed his speed on a couple different plays. It's. I think you're at the point in the season where the staff's starting to say, okay, we have no more room for error. Yeah. We can't lose any more games, so we're going to just start playing these guys and live with them, die with them. I mean, yeah. you have to. So I really want to see the offense continue to grow and continue to open up, and can the defense just play sound football? Because Iowa's not going to do anything. They're like Wisconsin. They're not no. going to do anything to blow you away. They're just going to outwork you. So yeah. can you stay in your fits, stay in your lanes, just stay disciplined? And I think everything will work out okay for them, but – you know, they haven't shown it so far. No. So you, there's nothing in me that says, yeah, we're going to win this game. Because 
they haven't shown any reason for you to pick them to win that game. Well, I think one thing that helps you guys a lot is that it's at home. I yeah, mean, I, I mean that always does help. I right? mean, if this game were a night game at Kinnick, I would be. Oh, we're already losing. Yeah, it's I would be extremely worried. Absolutely, I hate Kinnick with a good team. Mm-hmm. Not, not let alone a team that's not proven, but. That'll be the first thing that's said. If Michigan goes out here and wins 28-7 or something like that, they're going to say, well, it was at home, so it doesn't matter. Right. That'll be the first thing that's said. Which, and you know what? That's fine. Mm-hmm. But to me, your season is not over now. No. Because oh, if you absolutely. lose this game, all of your goals essentially are gone. Yeah. Because you're not getting to the Big Ten title game. Nope. You're not getting to the playoff with two losses, nope. especially not with the two losses they'd be when you got to play Michigan State, Penn State, Notre Dame, and Ohio State still. Oh God, I forgot you still have Yeah, so if Notre Dame. If you think about it, they lose this game. That's two losses, and there's potentially four more losses on the schedule. That's a six they could potentially be six and six. If they lose this game, seven and five is almost the ceiling. Yeah. I mean yeah. if you think about it, if you lose to two of the medium strength teams on your schedule, yeah. Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Penn State are definitely better than Wisconsin and yeah. Iowa. Michigan State's probably in that same realm, so that's your toss-up game. Yeah, you're looking at seven and five and six and six. Wow, I didn't even think. Honestly, I didn't even I think mean, about it. But it's sad that you do have to think, yeah. but it's true. This is a hundred percent for this season a must-win game. One hundred percent. If you lose this game, you lose the season. It's yeah. and it's it's only what week five, but it's true. Yeah, week six, whatever the hell it is. I mean. I couldn't. I was just thinking about it the other day. I'm like, that's it. Really yeah. is a must-win game. Yeah, so, it really is. We'll see. I liked it. It's at noon. I'm always a big, a more of a noon kickoff kind of person because I think the kids will always think. So yeah, we'll see. Get a, get them out there. Get them playing. Get them going. Don't let them sit all day and think about. Yeah, juices know, are fresh. Right. Uh, just get up and go. So mm-hmm. that's really my good, the bad, and the ugly, and kind of my keys for for the Iowa game. Um, Man, we'll see. I hope. I'm hoping it comes out and looks better, but like I said, I have no reason to believe that it will. So prove me wrong. Yeah. You know, I or prove me right or whatever it ends up being, I guess. I don't know, but we'll see. Saturday's not that far away. No. So you got any other thoughts on our good, the bad, and the ugly, or are we gonna No, I can wrap it up. You know, I think it's very too sadly this early in season. Uh, now that you've brought up all the points about Michigan, it's too do or die games this weekend. I mean, unfortunately, Sparty's do or die is in Columbus. Well, the only good thing for Sparty is your loss is in conference. It's true. So if you lose to Ohio State, you still only have one conference loss, so you could still get to Indy. It's a there's a there's a path to Indy. Yeah. Two losses in conference makes it a lot harder. And the other thing for Michigan, those two losses wouldn't even be from in division. Yeah. They both would be inner games. Inter- so yeah. it's like that's the only benefit for Michigan State. Yeah. Your one loss is yeah. out of conference. The playoff is out of the realm. But oh, yeah. Absolutely. I don't think that was something that was ever thought no, of. No, that was never a Big Ten title or... game, that's still feasible oh, absolutely. Even with this loss. So, yeah. But it would, Michigan State, I think, to me, and there's no moral victories in football, I know, but if they go down to Columbus and they junk it up and they can keep it close and they lose on a, a field goal late, it's almost a win. Yeah, almost. I mean, there are obviously there's no more. Like I said, there's no moral victories. But if they go down there and they junk that game up and they lose twenty four twenty one or something like that, oh, absolutely. Then I think Michigan State walks out of there feeling extremely confident for the rest of the season. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I, I definitely think if something like that happens, you go into Madison. I'm not as concerned about Wisconsin after how they played against Northwestern. Now, sure. granted, maybe they 
shot their shot against Michigan and they kind of blew it and they spent everything and that was it. I think that was just a perfect perfect storm kind yeah. of thing. Michigan came out flat and sloppy and Wisconsin took advantage. Yeah, and that and that very well might be what it is. So I mean I'm not as worried about Wisconsin. What Penn State We'll see. The jury's still out with them. I'm still not buying that. I'm not all the way sold on Yeah, that. I'm not on that hype train yet. So Alright, I think we'll wrap up our good, the bad, the ugly with that. that time again it is week precious six pick them if you didn't hear jordan's my golem precious. impression my precious he did win last week i think he won 13 and one i went 12 and two <sighs> overall though they're fighting herm edwards they're fighting herm edwards keep bailing jordan out <laughs> I think you just need to keep adding them to the list. I'm thinking I might start doing it. Oh, God. I need to quit sleeping on them. That's what I need to quit doing. Uh, so um, is Mark D'Antonio. Oh, got Got him. Couldn't help myself. That, well played. I, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> got nothing to say. Um, so, getting into last week's picks, like I said, Jordan went 13-1. I went 12-2, which brings our grand total to... I am 64 and 22 through week, uh, going into week six, and Jordan is 62 and 24. So we're still pretty tight coming into this week. We'll see if this week has some changes. I don't know. There's some interesting games. So yeah, I think this one, this week might, it might separate us a little bit. I'm looking at Lane's sheet. He doesn't have some games picked yet. That's always a good sign. That means that there could be some deception. Yes, <laughs> deception. So. All right, we'll roll right into these. Our first game, and I've got these in order. I'm doing a little bit better job about getting these laid out and stuff. So, uh, First game is Friday night. UCF at Cincinnati with the new blacked-out field. That I don't really know how I feel about Just it. Just time for Halloween, man. Yeah, I know. They're trying to steal a page out of Boise State's book, but now they're putting a – it's supposed to be a – it's a wildcat or a bear, a bear, bear cat? Yeah, I think it's a bear cat in the middle of it. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, go look it up. It's quite the uh, quite the spectacle. So, UCF at Cincinnati. I wasn't able to find a line on this game or an over under for that matter. But I'm taking UCF. I just I don't believe in Cincinnati personally. So. No, I, I think Cincinnati is going bold with the field, but I don't think the product going on in the field is gonna. Yeah. Reflect it, so I'm going to take Central Florida as well. It'll be a closer game, but I think UCS more talented at the end. Yeah. Next game, getting the Big Ten noon kickoff, Purdue at Penn State. Penn State laying 28 points. Vegas and the sports world are loving the Nittany Lions right now. Obviously, Purdue also they lose Elijah Sindelar. Sounds like he's out for the year with something with his shoulder. They lose Rondell Moore. What ended up happening? I think that's ACL. I haven't heard officially, nice. but pretty sure he's out for the year. So you can pretty much chalk Purdue up as a <laughs> spiraling out of control. Yeah. So Penn State rolls easily, especially at home for me. Yeah. I'd probably give the 28 points with all the injuries. So I got Penn State. Yeah, it's kind of almost sounds like 
Purdue's putting out a JV team this week. Yeah, they're, they're the walking wounded for sure. So, yeah, I'll take uh, Penn State as well. Next noon game, Wisconsin versus Kent State. And uh, Wisconsin is dropping 36 and a half. I know Kent State is bad. So, <laughs> are they that bad? <laughs> the question is, Wisconsin's not known for putting up all those no. points. They have against bad teams, but <laughs> I will take Wisconsin. <laughs> they wouldn't have covered that spread, though. <laughs> so, Wisconsin, yeah, they're going to win. I circled the, the spread. I think they'll cover, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'll take the Badgers as well. Next game, Maryland at Rutgers, who now have a new head coach in Nunzio Campanelli. Oh, Anthony Jersey. He, he's from Jersey. Yeah, oh, he boy. is. He's the hometown hero there. That's actually Michigan's linebacker coach, Anthony Campanelli's older brother. Oh. Yeah, there's a lot of ties to that Rutgers coaching job. Now there's rumors that Anthony Campanelli and Nunzio and Chris Partridge might all team up and go coach at Rutgers because they're all from Jersey. Oh, yeah, it's kind of a there's it's a it's an evil triangle going on there. That'd but, be interesting. But the name Nunzio Campanelli is just fun to say. Uh, Nunzio. Nunzio. He should be in the Godfather. So uh, yeah, Maryland's minus thirteen and a half at Rutgers. Maryland is your classic team of I'm going to beat the shit out of everybody that sucks and lose to everybody that's good. Yeah, that's the way I see it. So I'm taking Maryland. I'm taking them to cover that. Rutgers is just—they're just not good. You know, I want to say, part of me wants to say that new life being breathed into the Rutgers program might make them rejuvenated and energized. But so you're gonna pick them? No, 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 I'm going Maryland. Uh, all right, next game, 3 o'clock, another directional Michigan game. Eastern at Central Michigan. Eastern's minus 6.5. Central's look better. Yeah. I think Eastern's still the best directional school in Michigan, so I'm taking Eastern. Yeah, I'll take Eastern as well. You think they're better than Western? I do. Really? Yeah. I, I actually, and Eastern's head coach is another guy who's been linked to the Rutgers job. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. okay. Yep, so next game. Uh, Illinois Fighting Illini at Minnesota. Minnesota's minus 14. The Cardiac Gophers, they just can't seem to win anything comfortably. That's why minus 14 is like, how? Because <laughs> you ain't done it yet. So I'll take Minnesota, but give me Illinois in the points if it counts. Yeah. Yeah, I... Are they... They're still undefeated, aren't they? Yeah, they're 4-0. 4-0, 5-0, whatever it is. Oof, they are Cardiac the Gophers. I don't think they've won any game by more than eight points. Hey! Win's win, a win. A win's a win. Yep. Uh, I'm going to take the uh, Fighting Gophers. Row the boat. So next game I'm going to skip just because it's kind of the game of the week. Come back to it. Uh, Baylor at Kansas State, 3-30. Baylor coming off the, I guess it's an upset of Iowa State. Kansas State has looked really good with their first year head coach who it's North Dakota State's old coach I can't yeah, think of his yeah, name yeah. right now off the top of my head but Kansas State's minus two at home um, Baylor's head coach just got a contract extension for their win so Bears are flying high I'm going to go with Bears it's funny I take a Baylor as well yeah I like that I, I kind of they got a good feeling to them yeah, right they're, they're flying high right now so uh, next 330 games uh, 
Um, Academy game, Air Force at Navy. Air Force is minus three and a half, and bet the under. You always bet the under in service academy games because they're both running a wing team and ain't nobody going to score. I'll take Air Force. I think they're okay. probably the second best service academy behind Army. That'll be a fun game when that happens. But I'll take Air Force, even though it's at Navy. You know what? I, uh, it's going to be our first different pick of the day. Ooh. Shipman! I'm taking the Shipman. He's, Holy Shipman. He's and, taking the semen. It's <laughs> long, hard, and full of semen. <laughs> um, but no, I'm taking Navy at home. I don't... I'm I'm one of these guys that are real big on just jumping time zones. I don't like jumping from Mountain West to the East Coast. I don't think mm-hmm. they're going to be as prepared, so I'm going to take, uh, take Navy. Okay. Four o'clock now, Northwestern uh, at Nebraska. I think... The cure for any struggling defense is Northwestern's offense. <laughs> so Nebraska <laughs> could not see a better team right now. Uh, Northwestern's offense is god-awful. And I think that's being generous to them. Makes me look stupid for picking them to win the West. But I'll take Nebraska. I think probably pretty comfortably. Really? Yeah, I just have no faith in Northwestern. See, and this is another game where I'm kind of uneasy about. Just for something about it, I don't, I don't have as much confidence in my pick. They have to score points, though. That's a problem. Yeah, Northwestern's offense sucks. That's yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, hey, you take what you I mean, take. I'm still going to go with the Big Red because I'm going to stay true to my my Big Ten West pick. Oh, I'm jumping off the ship. Yeah, selling all my stuff. Sell, 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 sell. sell. Yeah, hard sell. So. Uh, next game, 8 o'clock. This was probably the most interesting spread that we saw. Cal at Oregon, and Oregon is minus 17 and a half. I know it's Cal, but their defense has been very good this year. Probably the best defense in the Pac-12, maybe. I don't know. I don't Utah. Know if saying, I don't know if that's saying much, though. Well, that's true, but still. Uh, I'm taking Oregon. There's no way I'd give those points, no. but I'm going to take Oregon because I think they are a far superior team. But Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Oregon as well. I just feel like that program has far more talent on the field at any given time than Cal does. Right. So, uh, next game, Washington at Stanford. Washington's minus 16.5. I think that game gets ugly. Yeah. Washington's way better than Stanford, so I think I'll take Washington easily there. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to take Washington. So, we'll jump back real quick to 3.30. Auburn at Florida. Uh, Auburn's minus 3 here. And obviously, per previous podcast, I am all bored with War Damn Eagle. So I'm taking Auburn. If Felipe Franks was healthy, Florida has a better chance. But with him being out and they're playing a backup quarterback, I think that Auburn defense is too stingy. I'm, I'm taking Auburn, even on the road in the swamp. Yeah. I, and this is one of them I have left blank because I'm, as I still sit here, <laughs> I try to justify my pick in my head. Um, yeah, I, I feel like it could be a statement win for McMullen. Um, but man, I I agree. I think Auburn is a really good team, and I, I I'm gonna jump on the Auburn bandwagon on this for as as well. And I'm not comfortable doing it. I have Bo Nix. Just get you some. Just get deep into that. Uh, Just feel it. Let it <laughs> insert it into your veins. Thought you were gonna say no. We're not. No. 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 <laughs> No, 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 no. We're going we're gonna to write this ship. So, uh, 
okay, we'll get into our our games. Uh, I'll go first. Iowa at Michigan kind of already did a little preview of what I want to see. Uh, I think the line of minus three and a half for Michigan is probably pretty close to what I would expect. I don't like the hook. I'd like it to be a flat three. But I will take Michigan to win the game because it's at home. Um, I just really want to see this team keep getting better. Keep getting better, keep getting better, because the schedule only gets tougher, like we said. So I'll take Michigan at home, <clears throat> close, single digits. If it gets to double digits, I think it's only late. So I think three to seven, somewhere in that range. So All I'll right, take, I'll take Michigan. Yeah, I'm going to take Michigan as well for this one. Um, I just don't know if Iowa has the offensive firepower. To get it done, I mean, I like Iowa's offensive line a lot. I mean, they've got a lot of good talent on that line. I like their defensive line a lot. It's got a lot of talent on that line. But outside of that, man, I I, I think Michigan, I think, like you said, it'll be, I think it'll be an under 10-point victory. You could see it's being something like a 28-24, something like that. Right. Yeah. So then uh, last game we got Michigan State at Ohio State, and we kind of did a quick preview. Lane hit on his points of that, too. To me, I just I don't see how anybody stops Ohio State right now. I mean, they're they, – and to, not only we said they haven't played anybody elite yet, but this will be interesting to see for both teams. I mean, is Michigan State going to fight, and are they going to stay in it, or is Ohio State just going to run away with this? So Yeah, I – as much as it as I want Michigan State to win, but I also have to be a realist in this situation. They haven't offensively given me much reason to think that they can hang with a team like Ohio State. And I mean, Ohio State has just been incredible offensively and even defensively. Even they've looked is an animal. Yeah, they've looked really good. Um, I the line was nineteen and a half. I think. I think it'll be closer than that. I really do. I think you're going to see more of like a 24-10 kind of game. I don't think it's going to be – it's not going to be a pretty game. Sure. I, I think Fields is going to struggle with Raekwon and Willikis and Bocce and everybody just coming at him. Because I, I personally, I hope to see Fields get knocked around a little bit. But at the end of the day, I, I still got to unfortunately take Ohio State. Yeah, you have to right now. They just until they prove otherwise. So, okay, that wraps up our picking for this week. I think we're only one different again. Yep, one different. So I still can't take the lead, but I can just keep clawing my way back in, tacking away. Yep, one baby step at a time. All right, so we're going to get into our last topic today, and a little bit of NFL news and the Lions um, coming off that. It was a hard fought. It was a tough loss. Um, I was impressed, personally. Oh, yeah. I thought the Chiefs would run them out of the building, and the Lions sat there and fought, and really, in all intents and purposes, should have won the game. Yeah. So, I don't know. Where are, you, where are you at? What do you think? I know you have some, some feelings about it. What do, you, what's, what do you got on the Lions? Well, you know, I, like we said, we... Right, last week we sat here and we kind of talked and we kind of thought that the, the Chiefs were going to run Detroit right out of the building. It's going to be a track meet and the stars were going to shine and Mahomes was going to be a god and Detroit, for the first time in his career, made Mahomes look human. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't 
it wasn't a bad game. I mean, it. you know, we talked about Michigan State and a feel-good victory. I mean, that's exactly what Detroit was last weekend. That was a feel – I mean, yeah, the box score says we lost, but coming out as a Lions fan, you have to be confident. You have to be buying in to this program right yep, now. Absolutely. Um, I feel like if you would have had some calls go your way and eat there's still so much just scuttlebutt about, well, first it's the ref crew that officiated the, the Rams-Saints game last year. That was a god-awful mess, and the Saints should have won that game, and they didn't, and you get into that. And then they come into Detroit, and there's some real questionable calls. I mean, you can def- I hate putting on a tinfoil hat, but you, you definitely can tell when the NFL has a darling and they protect them. And, oh, yeah. I mean, that's what a lot happened, I feel like. It's Sunday, the Chiefs are the darlings, and Mahomes is getting protected. And oh, it's a business. It is. It's a business. I mean, Detroit's not never been sexy. And you've got Mahomes, this young gunslinging dude with a new-style offense. And mm-hmm. it just kind of bring that into the fold. And I don't know. I feel like the... Also, I'm a strong believer in the thought that if you you play better, you don't put yourselves in those situations. Oh, yeah. um, Absolutely. I don't I don't fault anybody outside of maybe refereeing, but even then, it's another situation where you play better, you're not in that situation. Yeah, don't put yourself in that spot. Yeah, sure. I mean, you you can look at the Hail Mary where Marvin Jones got raped. Yeah, Marvin Jones absolutely <laughs> got steamrolled, and they yeah. no called it. And now they say, eh, isn't that a new initiative this year too? They're supposed yeah. to be They're supposed to review it. Yeah, and they didn't. So I mean, you've got that. Um, you've got the Kenny Galladay touchdown that they took away. And then you've got the fumble that Carry On did. And they ran it back for 100 yards. and Which, that was a fumble. That was a fumble. I mean, you there's no fans or butts about it, but if you're a Lions player and you see that happen and you don't hear a whistle. Yeah, Galladay. Yeah, Galladay like, like he was going to tackle Yeah, him. and just yeah. let him go. Just throw him down. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Just cover your ass. Exactly, and I feel like that that's a learning opportunity. Um, excuse me. Just and I, a, saw, I saw Andy Reid gave a pretty good compliment. He he said that he thinks Matt Patricia's doing the right things. He said he's got this team going the right Oh, I, I think you are, too. That's a pretty good compliment from a guy like Andy Reid. I mean, you consider you didn't have Amendola. You lost Hawkinson, which can we stop trying to jump over people? <laughs> yeah. Good God. Yeah, that was bad. It's like, you know when you watch like these rocket football players trying to pull off jukes and yeah. shit, and the defender just it's stands there and jumps when they're, they're 12. I mean, good Lord. <laughs> it's like, quit doing that. That's what happens. Yeah. Um, I mean, sounds like he's out. He's he, not doing very well. Yeah, it sounds like he's got his brain rattled pretty good. Good week for a bye. Yeah, exactly. And, and that leads into what I mean. You've got Slay hurt, Daniels hurt, Hawkins hurt, Stafford hurt. Stafford wasn't moving well no. at all. You can't convince me that yeah. he was. He looked like he was in pain the whole game. Yep. Amadola's out. You've got just a plethora of all these guys out. This bye week came at the yep. perfect time for us. For I sure. mean, I hate early buys, but this was. It was needed. It It was was needed. Absolutely. Um, And then just kind of getting into a little bit about, you know, Lions so far this year. Uh, Stafford right now has got a career high in passer rating. He's averaging 102.6. He's not funny. It doesn't look like he's forcing throws. No, it's coming naturally. Yeah. I mean, I'm very impressed with what Bevel's brought. We've we've got a top 10 offense right now. Uh, I think we're eighth in scoring, something like that. They have been able to run the ball. mm -hmm. Which is carry-ons looked great. Yeah. Um, I think as much as 
we said in the beginning of the season, when you look at this schedule, and we said those first seven games are brutal. The back half is looking a lot more manageable. It absolutely is. I was looking at it today because, I mean, the Raiders are there. The Giants are there. Aren't the Redskins there? Redskins are a little bit later. Right. But still, the back half of that schedule, it looks a lot more manageable than it did. I mean, to me, the most statement one we can make is next week when we go to Lambeau. Yeah, if, if they, that game will tell you what the Lions yep. are. I mean, we were going to say are the Lions good or not. I'm going to answer it for you right now. To be determined. Yeah. Because they don't have to go to Lambeau and necessarily even win. But if nope. they go to Lambeau and they fight like they did against the Chiefs, then I will say they are a good team. Yeah. Now, if they go down there and they get slapped, then I think you're going to see the same old Lions. Right. But Lambeau on Monday night, if you go out there and you compete, then you're a good team. Oh, yeah, so absolutely. I'll, I'll, we'll see. But Yeah, I, I, that's what I was going to say. Is Are they a good team? I would say kind of. <laughs> um, That's the most Lions answer ever. I mean, they are. <laughs> I mean, they're they're not a bad team by any right. stretch. No, I, mean, I agree. They're better. They're miles better than they were last year. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, at first I was starting to question Trey Flowers, and he showed up. And can I also shout shout out? Holy hell! Punching the ball out. Yeah, Justin Coleman. Beautiful. Col- what a smart play to let Sammy Watkins get up. Just a smack punch the ball right out. He's been one of their – I think he's probably their best defensive player right now. Yeah. He's been phenomenal. Every game you see his name popping up with a PBU or yeah. a forcing that fumble, yeah. he's been a phenomenal pickup for him. Yeah, him, Melvin, yeah. I mean, they filled right in for Slay. Even Mike Ford didn't do a bad job. Yeah. I mean, that's one well, of the best. Maybe that's leaning a little bit to Patricia. He's a defensive guy. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's a – an attaboy to him. Yeah, it, and it very well could be. It could just be very much an attaboy to him. Uh, I, I think as a Lions fan, you have to be excited about what the future could look like. You, I'm have, saying, to feel, you have to feel a little bit better about yeah, yourself. Yeah, I mean, I feel better. I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a loss and it sucks. Am I going to say Detroit Lions, NFC North champions? No, not right, yet. Right. But I think you see, if we go, like you said, you go into Green Bay, say, say we pull off the one, you beat Green Bay, Chicago defensively is, is incredible. Very. But offensively... <laughs> They're doing all these smoke and mirror plays that are producing nothing. Right now, Trubisky's hurt. Uh, Minnesota, there's a mutiny on Kirk Cousins right now in Minnesota. His own receivers are like, "I'm done." I mean, you're trying to trade Adam Thielen. Yeah, trying to trade Adam Thielen. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Trying to trade Adam Thielen, and then Diggs is rumored to go to the Pats. Which oh darn, give Brady another weapon. Yeah, exactly. Just give him another weapon. So I mean. They want out. Right. I mean, you've got Dallas, and then you've still got Oakland, Washington, and New York. I mean, I sat down at a break today, and I was counting it up. I'm not to say that they can't go 10. There's 10 wins out there. There's 10 There's wins. There's 10 wins out there. There are definitely 10. There is a possible, I mean, there's a possible NFC North title out there. They just have to want it, and they have to get it. It goes through Green Bay, yeah. Yeah, it goes through Lambeau right now. Sure. Yeah, I agree. No, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I, the Lions have impressed me so far. Yeah. Even my wife looked at me when we were sitting there watching the game. She's like, what am I watching right now? She's like, this, this is a different team. This isn't the Lions. Like, so. It's because it might be a good team. <laughs> hey, maybe. Never know. never know. I mean, next week's going to be huge. Um, I'm happy they do have the bye this week. Like I said, they can get rested up. Hopefully... 
Slay comes back healthy. Daniels comes back healthy. I hope Hawk comes back healthy. Yeah, I'd be surprised if you see him. I wouldn't. I think he's going to be out. For, they're not putting him on the so, IR. I assume they didn't IR him, so, so that's, that's good. That's a plus, and they're kind of being very patriot-y about how they're letting out their injuries. Shocker. Yeah. Yeah, so... I don't know. If you're a Lions fan, I think you should be excited. Let's not start declaring them champs just yet. we got to go through Lambeau and go through an old friend, Aaron Rodgers, Captain Hail Mary. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm excited. Yeah. I think, I, it's, I think it's a good look. I'm with you, too. All right, so I think that's going to wrap us up. Uh, we'll see how this week goes. Go blue. Go green. Go green.